Hello, BBW lovers. Uh, welcome back to the Week 9 Review, Part 2. Uh, so we're still in the doghouse. We've, I've just recovered from talking about the Giants. Um, uh, so feedback corner for here, where Paul, uh, fourth and inches even, uh, he, a particular listener has demanded an apology. So I found out we've got a new listener, and unfortunately that is my father. And th- there's only one way to describe the man. Big John. Big, John. Big bad John. And that's my dad, John. I just wanted to... He's made a point of starting to listen. And earlier in our one of our week reviews, I mentioned I was an accident. And I've been told I was very much planned. So I just wanted to apologise to Big Bad John. <laughs> Do you have to explain the phrase BBW lovers to your dad? No, he's never asked about that. Well, he will now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, hopefully uh, the first... Hello, John. Uh, yeah. Hi, my dad. You listening? Uh, the first of not many feedback corners. Uh, so, Griff, back to the usual. Do you want to take us for the half-time team talk? Yeah, so I'm going to basically go to the question I was going to start the kick-off with as opposed to the trade talk. And we'll use it for the half-time team talk because I'm too lazy to come up with anything else. Yay. So, I state, Eli Manning's streak of starts for the Giants ends before week 12 and either Davis Webb or Geno Smith starts under centre as the Giants search for the future. Well, I would be fully supportive of that. I, I think Eli Manning is a spent force and... I stated that I didn't think he should go to the Jaguars because I didn't think he was an upgrade on Blake Bortles for those exact reasons. So, um, for me, it's not even a discussion. I'd take him out tomorrow. I think if you're looking at some of the successes from this season, if you take Jared Goff as a good example of that, that's someone who was given time, given time to assimilate himself into the system, get to know the team. If I think Davis Webb from next season, but I, I think... Manning's done enough historically to keep him in until the end of the season. And if you put Geno Smith in... No one's realistically putting Geno Smith in. You you should be sacked on the spot. Well, he might be. McAdoo could be out sooner rather than later. So is there anything to lose in putting someone other than Eli in? Yeah, but if you put Geno Smith in, both McAdoo and Geno Smith are going to get sacked. I think the only issue with, with taking Eli out is to a lot of the faithful who have become Eli lovers over the two Super Bowl wins is they'll see that as the team just surrendering and I think as a franchise they might not be quite prepared to do that yet I think teams such as the Niners and the Browns they acknowledge how bad they are and and you know they talk a lot about rebuilding you haven't heard that much talk about that from the Giants at the start of the season they were a playoff team last year so weren't they they yeah, were a playoff yeah. team so so that's not a team that we were expecting to go into complete rebuild mode and to just surrender straight away. I don't think that the franchise would be willing to do it. But me personally, I'd quite happily not have to watch Eli Manning. John? Uh, see, it, personally, uh, I'd, I, the uh, offensive line is the, first, is the thing that needs to be replaced rather than um, the quarterback. Because uh, you could have... We could have Drew Brees there. Don't right get me now. wrong, right? I'm not pinning um, the blame for the season on Eli. What I'm saying is, surely you might as well just try other things now your season is done. 
You, like it, possibly it could be seen as giving up but, on the on the season, but you might as well because there's nothing to be gained from anything that's happening going forward. No, but um, if you have if you put Davis Webb in there, all that's going to happen at the moment is he's going to be hit, he's going to be hit, and he's going to be hit again and again and again. And I can't see him gaining anything from it other than maybe some rib injuries. So what you're saying is that whoever you play on the centre is going to get hit and hit and hit until they're basically pummeled out of the league? Yeah. So get Geno Smith in. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't see it happening, but um, I also uh, don't see the point at the moment of bringing in Davis Webb just to be annihilated. I'd give him some game time, but I wouldn't start him. Well, no, I wouldn't start him. I mean, let's be fair, we're probably going to lose by half-time. Pretty much every game for the uh, the next game. The next game is the one is a game we have to win just so we're not last. Um, And uh, so you've got to start Eli just as a known, even if it is a you know a a known that you're going to be picked. But at least we know that's whereas Davis Webb is an unknown. So yeah, you've got to uh, you've got to have you've got to start Eli next. which, you know, that's not what you suggested anyway, but I think uh, he finishes the season and then I can see a new court, probably new quarterback being drafted, potentially, or so next maybe season, even new management. Next season, new coach, new quarterback? I think it might be needed. McAdoo's done himself no favours. Well, I I think we've got to get to the point of, you know, do you, you know, there was that campaign a little while ago, a few seasons back, suck for luck. I did try that one on Caroline, but she weren't having it. She <laughs> says she's still unlucky anyway, so she, you know. But I think we we got to get to a point where you know, oh, we need to start planning out where we go. Do we? How bad are we going to be? Where do we think we're going to end up drafting a quarterback? Oh, you know, are the Browns going to be that bad that they're going to get Darnold, who's you know the the great hope of the future for a few teams, isn't he? So yeah, apparently so. Anyway, if you know, like we're a cosmopolitan city. Somewhere where a cap could come in and not be hated by everyone. I can't see him being any worse than uh, Eli. Yeah, um, but that's true. But we got a shit rushing game and bringing in a rushing quarterback. That's going to help, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he, it, he, it would he, give us a lot option. further than Eli. Maybe the wrong way. <laughs> it's potentially a lot of salary being spent on a on a quarterback. That would be the concern there. It's going to be a young quarterback. You, at some point, the team is going to start again. I'm just saying, why not speed the process up? Nah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I can see where because uh, you, you sort of see on Twitter a lot of people debating this. Um, I just, I just don't see it happening. I think it's quite interesting though how the quarterback position is that changeable in the league at the moment because only what two weeks ago, I think it was, we were sat here with Michael. You know, proposing that you know Eli should be traded to the Jaguars, yeah. and, and two weeks later we're all sat here thinking about I, benching. I'm guy. not in any way saying that Eli is responsible for how bad the Giants are. I'm just saying the Giants need to do something looking forward, and Eli is the now and the past, not yeah. the future. Yeah, but it's just I think the quarterback situation across the entire league, and uh, you know I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, is we don't know yet what the next ten years of quarterbacks are going to look like, and it's that real changeover point in quarterbacks and that's why I think the running game in the league is going to become so important over the next two to three years good yeah. thing the Giants have got a really solid running game then it's going well did anyone see the uh, the army team this week uh, uh, managed to take it back to the 1920s by not throwing the ball 
at all in their game. I know they won a game earlier this year without a completion. Yeah, they did. So they've done they it did, again. They did it again. Wow. Back to the 1920s. But it's effective because <laughs> no team is set up to defend that. No, anymore. but um, yeah, uh, for, for, for the Giants, it's, it's just really concerning because I don't have the confidence that they're going to know what they're going to be doing uh, in the summer because... You, you, you know, once again, you mentioned it with Shanahan. You mentioned it with, you know, how many how many issues have we had with big big players you know, this year? So you got Rogers Kamati, um, you know, who was, was suspended and then unsuspended. Someone else was suspended. Janaris Jenkins, who's just been reinstated. Yeah, it's just um, there's too much going on. Eli for this Apple's team. been shit. Don't get me started on Eli Apple. But you hate him to the core, don't you? Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, you'd be better off with a toffee apple plan, better. Than. I think that's the best pun we've ever had on this podcast. I think if if you take uh, no. after, after the 49ers game, we've got the Chiefs and then the Redskins. We're gonna get destroyed. Well, the Chiefs are on a downward spiral, but we'll come on to that point. The Chiefs are going to win the all. Super Bowl. Well. Fair enough. I think it's probably, uh, you can see why I had that as a kickoff question. So we'll move on from the halftime team talk. John's in the middle of, I don't know what he's doing. Tinder. Is he on Tinder again? Tinder, yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm looking. Grinder. Grinder. Big John, he's on Grinder. He's definitely, he's swiping right, right, left, right, left. What's his name? Superlike. <laughs> Terry, whoever you are, John Superlike, yeah. So, no, I was just thinking because uh, we, we mentioned disappointing players there and no one mentioned Eric Flowers and this weekend is a horrible reminder of Eric Flowers in our, in our offensive line who is rubbish was picked at ninth in the 2015 draft at 10 was picked Todd Gurley Ooh. So instead of picking the mm, what third, second or third best running back in the league, you picked a revolving door to protect. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what though, it's, it's, he was, it's showing what an astute coach Jeff Fisher was. Mm. Said no one ever. Goff and Gurley. Yeah, but said no one ever. I'm just saying, Goff and Gurley and the great hash. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. Well, no, Macadoo's got a tash. Was, we'd say he's got a great tash. We'd, we'd give Fisher that. Yeah. Yeah, but not a combination. Full of body. He had a full body. He'd give you that. Anyway, should we move on? We should. The Broncos, 23, Eagles, 51. Best team in the league. Absolutely hammered one of the best defences in the league. And we got Brock Osweiler back. Hooray! Well, I just think that's insane, isn't it? Because Trevor Simeon's thrown a few, you know, he's becoming turnover prone. Bring in Brock Osweiler, because that's a man who's going to stop us getting as many turnovers. So, Brock Osweiler had uh, the lowest quarterback rating of the weekend at 53.4. Well done, Broncos. Well done bringing him back. That guy produces so many turnovers, he could open a bakery. 13 turnovers <laughs> for Denver in the last four games. Oh, yeah, God. Trevor Simeon hasn't played well. He's not been protected very well. The running game's dropped off. But absolutely crushing him by bringing in Brock, who played terribly. Do you know how the coach described Brock Osweiler's performance? Toilet? No, he described it as fine. He said it was fine. Wow. No, he should have been fined mm. for being so shit. He threw one touchdown, two interceptions, 208 yards, and frankly did a lot of scrambling backwards and getting crushed by the Eagles' uh, defensive line. The Broncos' running game is just absolutely oh, falling off. Oh, the yeah, Anderson. After the bye week, yeah, CJ Anderson's just been nowhere. But apparently that's Trevor Simeon's fault. That's what I'm saying. It's it, crazy to blame Simeon when, when the when rest the, of the team isn't playing. When well. the run game collapses, we all know they 
if, you, if that's not going, they're going to be throwing the ball, which means the defense can bring blitz. They can they can they can go into deep coverage. It's, it just makes it impossible for a quarterback if you don't have any sort of run game. What are you supposed to do? I don't understand what they thought they were going to gain by putting Brock in. Was Jamal Charles he's massively injured? Um, I don't think so, but I think they're playing him sparingly because they don't want him yeah. to be massively injured. Uh, but um, CG Anderson is just killing me on fantasy. Nine attempts for 13 yards. Yep. Wow. Uh, the thing is, he started the season so well, and then, yeah, we mentioned at the time, Gary did, that is this a bad time for a bye week? And it did. It just seems to be the case. They have been, yeah. they have been toilet since... Um, but I, I can't find, get past did, Osweiler playing again. No, no. was it just to take the, the pressure? To Thomas, they did. He did. Yeah, yes. finally. Yeah, somebody did get him. So eight receptions, seventy yards, and two touchdowns. Okay, great. But he did throw the ball to the other team a lot. Yeah, twice as much. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It it looks like a bad move. They're saying they're waiting for Paxton Lynch because he's been injured, hasn't he? He got injured pre-season or start yeah. of the season. And maybe Lynch will get a go. And that would make more sense. But bringing in Osweiler again... I, I guess maybe... Such a regressive Just bringing, step. In, bringing in Osweiler is possibly just to take the pressure off Simeon, who has just looked crushed. I mean, basically because he has been, been crushed. crushed. But, um, they yeah. were playing an Eagles team, which just looked yes. so good. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and this is an Eagles team that acquired Jai the previous week how they have worked that piece of money I do not understand it so like we talked on the Saints earlier that would be some game if you ever got Saints-Eagles that oh. oh yeah yeah so the, the Eagles backfield is now Jay Ajayi LeGarrette Blunt and Corey Clement so Ajayi had a touchdown Clement had two touchdowns and every time you see Blunt on the field he only gets three or four yards but he seems to be dragging half the opposing team with him like the guy is just bulldozing his way through people that is now probably the best three-headed backfield that there is in the league I don't know you've got Mix and Bernard and Hill <laughs> they sound like a shit lawyer firm they're pretty classy I don't think they and are and then the only one that you might say might compete with it at the moment is Ingram Kamara and they don't need anyone else yeah, maybe, but when you've got three players, that's, that's incredible. You could, any one of those players goes down injured and your backfield barely struggles. Yeah, um, I'm just looking for because the yeah, Eagles are on a bye next week, uh, this week coming up, week yep. ten. But yeah, you have got the Rams in week fourteen, which would be a super. That's going to be the best game of the season, or it has the potential to be the best game of the season. Wentz went fifteen of twenty-seven, 199 yards, which is not far considering he threw four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was just easy for him really yeah well again it shows you know the running game meant that he didn't need to take high risk throws absolutely so that he, he wouldn't have been coming to you know to the field to have third and long they'd have been third and short if but, he got to third down because yeah. they're running they're running so well but Wentz leads the NFL in touchdown passes 23 already at the halfway point so that's he's on pace for 46 touchdowns that's crazy like, super for, and for a second year player yeah yeah uh, I think only five players have won the MVP award in either their first or second season in the league. So he could be number six because well, he, he is on pace for well, being MVP. Well, we can get into that later. Uh, but um, uh, Alshon Jeffrey uh, is starting to find the, find the end zone yeah, again. Yeah, Wentz are hooking up well now. As well, like, even when he doesn't, Aguilar's there. <clears throat> I was happy with that because I've got Jeffrey in my fantasy team. But 
luckily, I didn't drop a Jai this week, which would have been a boneheaded move. Hello, Steve Chase. Hi, Steve. Uh, do you want to take this one, Gary? Do you want to give some, Steve some abuse? No, I think I promised no abuse for Chase this week, didn't I? I certainly didn't promise no. no I think I promised no abuse, and John said he would ensure there was abuse. So, oh, well, that seems fair. John, more abuse? Nah, let's, let's leave it. We'll come, we'll come back to that Sounds later. like you've got off easy there, <laughs> Perry, to me. But yeah, boneheaded. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been polite now because we think Big John's still listening. <laughs> no, no. Big John you said, is you said Perry was a cunt for leaving him out. No, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, that might have been me. That was you. Um, but yeah, hey, if you're going to drop a Jai, just not for bloody Giants running back. Um, he dropped him for a medical condition, didn't he? Orleans Darkwa. Orleans yeah. Darkwa. Um, yeah. Bet that fence. Just fence is looking great. Uh, but yeah, should we move on? Because uh, uh, it was the Ravens at Griff's Titans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, Gr- and Griff's Titans have gone to the top of the, top of the division. division. Yeah. yeah. Despite, Ooh. once again, not playing well. Uh, no, not playing well. Uh, but playing better than Flacco's Ravens, which not a bad thing, really. Um, I think it was important for the Titans to have Delaney Walker back. Uh, yep. He led them in receiving, despite still being slightly injured with a, is it a bone bruise he's got, which doesn't yeah. sound pleasant at all. Uh, I bruised my bone once. Shouldn't have gone in that hard. Right, but he had uh, five receptions for... <laughs> What's the head shaking for? I was talking about my knee, it was a tackle. I know. And bruised that as well. Uh, he had five receptions for 71 yards and he looked immense again. And all of a sudden the offence was moving. So Mariota had his favourite target back and it made a difference. I was going to say, I think Mariota, he's still a young quarterback and we all know that they love to throw the ball to the tight end, don't they? They so, do. Um, also, Eric Decker finally scored, everyone. Hey. I dropped him four weeks ago. Yeah, Derek Henry, finally. Because yeah. he started the season quite well, and then he just he disappeared did. off, off Yeah, he dropped off a couple of weeks, yeah. I mean, he only had 26 yards rushing, but he did have a touchdown. Yeah, so and that's the all, uh, you know. That was important on yeah. the night. The Ravens... Um, they must have cemented their place as the most inconsistent team in the league now. Probably four and four. Think on the season. Yeah, but they must have had the most up and down season. Oh, it's just, yeah, it lurches from dreadful to mediocre. Yeah. I don't know how else you'd describe it. I mean, it was nice to see Mike Wallace score. I always like to see Mike Wallace score because uh, I think he's underrated as a player. But other than that, they could, I just I don't get how they can even have won four games. Their, their run game as well is awful. Yeah, it is. Collins, 13 attempts for 43 and yards. Allen. It doesn't even really get mentioned. As no, he had seven receptions, didn't he? 44 yeah. yards he, he and a touchdown. He just doesn't rush at all now, does he? No, no. not really. Just imagine uh, being the idiot in fantasy who bought in Alex Collins, yeah? Oh, no, that was me. Sorry, oh. that, was, that was me. Yeah. yeah, but we're getting to that stage yeah. of the season where there isn't a lot of running backs out there. Yeah, but just imagine bringing in Collins and putting Lynch on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Boneheaded. That's what John would describe that as. Boneheaded. The uh, Ravens did try four fourth down conversion attempts and actually did convert three of them. So, yeah, yeah fair enough. They were trying, but this is a average Titans team that a very average Ravens team couldn't see their way past. And I don't know. I, I don't know what their remaining fixtures are for the Ravens, but... They're I, on by next week. They're on by next week. If they finish above 8-8, eight and eight, I'll be astounded. I don't know how they're going to pull well, that off. They've got the Packers and the Texans in the next two weeks after that. And See, they, I mean, you take it. That's two teams that have lost their main offensive wins. weapons. Yeah. That's crazy. That's two wins. So they could be six and four. I mean, I don't know. I, 
they're, they're getting lucky some of the time, and the defence is good most of the time, but Flacco looks done. He did well to get up and play after the hit the previous week. Well, he, did, he did another awful slide where he nearly broke his yeah, knee and left slides, himself... Yeah, he slides sitting up yeah. and then just waits for someone to decapitate him. It's, yeah. I don't know. It, it's like when you, we used to watch RG, RG3 trying to slide, and he just never timed it right, and we yeah. just get hit every time. It, it's the same thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, they look like... Flacco looked like that time, was it Stephen Jones? Was it with the England cricketer? When he just oh, yeah, when he just dug his knee in the yeah, floor, yeah. Almost yeah, yeah. the same as that. Yeah. It looked like he could have seriously Simon hurt. Jones. Simon Jones, that's it, yeah. Yeah. It looked like he'd seriously done himself some injury when he first did it. Yeah. <coughs> it was really bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was just asking to be annihilated, basically. Uh, you can see why Alonso, you know, took him out to a big uh, the week before. But yeah. Anyway. But that, that was an awful hit, though. You wouldn't. Uh, no, <laughs> if he slided that badly, you wouldn't. I know. I'm going to take his head off. But oh, he, makes, you, he makes it. It makes himself open for that sort if of. If you saw treatment. Jay Flacco sliding on the floor, you'd want to hit him. Oh yeah, but well, there you go. the thing is with Flacco, every so often you'll see him throw a pass, and there'll be just lovely, this lovely arc into the receiver's hand. You think, oh, he's not that bad. And then the next thing you see, it's just it's the same arc into the uh, opposing uh, yeah. team's exactly. Hands. Yeah, it's. He's he's the most inconsistent quarterback in the most inconsistent team, who are probably going to end up what six and four in a couple of weeks. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, he, he throws far too many turnovers to be an elite quarterback because he wants to throw the ball too far all the time. See, I disagree. He's throwing these turnovers and he's not throwing the ball that far. I think he needs to go back to having the cannon arm and relying on himself. And he seems to be trying to protect the board and just making too many. Uh, bad decisions doing it. He was good at throwing the ball down the field. It's when he's trying to throw between the, say, 5 and 10 yards or 10 and 15 yards. That's when he's making the errors. No, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 we're, gonna go, we're going over nothing that we've not said before about the Ravens. It's yeah, the, same, no. the same thing every week. Uh, so let's move on. Cardinals at the 49ers. Cardinals 20, 49ers 10. Uh, for the 49ers <laughs> nothing the minute the score was said just all the air came out of Gilo <laughs> just a body a whole body sigh <laughs> do you just imagine how bad it had been if Hoyer was playing as well um, well then I'm not sure it would have been any different to be fair but oh, no, 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 it, it would have been 20 Gary's reaction would have involved tears yeah, it would have been 2017 most of the game on his ass. he got sacked five yeah. times and he was running backwards for his life and I for one am glad the 49ers were sensible enough not to play Jimmy Garoppolo he doesn't know the playbook yet there's nothing to be gained by playing him too early you might as well wait till he come up against an easier team yeah I think he'll only play five to yeah, six three games or four games yeah I wouldn't be surprised um, no point rushing him in at all I was disappointed in this game because I thought I don't think that Cardinals team's very good they played no. Drew Stanton and they played Drew Stanton because um, Carson Palmer's game. out obviously so, so I thought we could win that game at home if I'm being honest yeah. the only thing that I had to go back to and and did bring me some solace. I think we've now got 16 players on injured reserve. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. which the is most the, in the, the league, most in the yeah. league. So, so it's basically, you and, you and the Redskins. Yeah, I think, yeah, basically, we are just a completely bashed up team. So, a lot of the positive things we do have, Joe Staley, for example, they're just not there. Ruben yeah. Foster at one point was holding his right leg again looked like he might have gone off but he came back on he came back into the game um, you know when he went down you looked up and there was John Lynch smashing his hand into a desk you know we can't afford to lose many more players to injury um, 
luckily this season has already been declared a write-off and as you know we're rebuilding because there would be very little we could do about it now there is so many injuries we'd put so much pressure on you know those good players the the only thing that's that's really positive to come out is is Buckner he he just looks immense every time I see him and we need to make sure that defence is built around him Thomas and Foster and then we need to work out how we get wide receivers because Garçon's on the injured reserve list as well now so there is there's hardly any weapons there at all Juice, yeah. juice Check went down with an injury as well this week we're literally ended up with you know, well you got Goodwin who had two receptions for 86 yards he is the speedster and you had Hyde who had nine receptions for 84 yards who is your best offensive weapon yeah. not Juice Check not Juice Check yeah. fucking awful um, but yeah, like you say, other than that, there is nothing on this team, and it's looking harder and harder to find a win on the fixture list. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, next week or or bust possibly for the Niners. Who is it next week? The Giants. The Giants. Oh, so um, battle at the bottom, John. Yeah, get that up on your DVD collection. Hey, um, but you know, one I also liked the fact that Hyde, um, Carlos Hyde, and the reaction to Bethard getting hit. I, I liked the reaction of the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, it shows that they're together. It still shows that there is still togetherness there. And I think potentially they're going to start to build a new team spirit within that locker room. Um, they're going to have to you know, put in some new leaders or find new leaders within there as well. Because obviously, you know, Bowman has gone. Um, you know, I have to say that with a heavy heart. But they're going to have to find new leaders for the locker room. And... To see the reaction after Beffard got hit, you might find that people like Carlos Hyde maybe stay around a little bit longer because, you know, Shanahan might quite like that. I did. I think there's, there's a difference with the 49ers compared to, you know, some of the other teams that are at the bottom. I think you you make a good point. Yeah, you've got a crap load of players on injured reserve. But you've got, it's a young team, and Shanahan didn't turn around Matt Ryan straight away, did he? No, it took him half a year. It took him. It took him a while. But he was only there two years, wasn't he? Yeah, but it only took him the first eight games, and then he did. So he's now reached that point where you'd expect to see this team improving. But Gary makes a good point that there probably aren't enough weapons for this team to improve. I don't think Shanahan's in any trouble, but I think he should be very disappointed. That if they had two wins at this point, you'd probably say, "Okay, fair enough. Luck's gone out against us," but. It's been the manner of defeats. It started off with five consecutive games losing by three points or less, and now the defeats are getting bigger and the team looks less and less capable of uh, keeping up with other teams, including a Cardinals team that relied on a 32-year-old rusher to at- attempt the most ever attempts by a 32-year-old running back, which was 37 for oh, Peterson. But that's a hell of a 32-year-old running back. It is, but even so, the the best part of the 49ers so far has been the defence, and they couldn't stop him. Yeah, run defence has been a problem, though. The last four to five games, um, we lost, we lost, we lost yards, a really good um, linebacker. Can't think of his name. <laughs> but um, And it seemed to cause some real issues with our run defence. Because um, Bethard out through Stan- Stanton, didn't he? It was 294 yeah, yards to yeah. 201. So it really came down to the fact that the rushing game was just absolutely Cowboys running all over. Yeah, stop the run. Um, but like you say, we played some decent teams at the start of the season, and we were close, and we were in those games. We were competitive, but the last probably three weeks, I'd say it hasn't felt like we yeah, were competitive. It's, it's not good. Uh, well, by the way, Peterson, how do you run 159 yards and not get to the hundredth touchdown that he wants? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> just—he must be so fucking unlucky. How can you run that far? No, and no not touchdowns, score? but he did manage a fumble. 
towards the he end of the game. He did manage to well. fumble towards the end of the game. But I, I was just I was waiting to see the next bit of the stat line with like at least one touchdown on it. And no, no, he's still stuck on ninety nine touchdowns. Bless him. Um, <laughs> And Fitzgerald up to the up to sixth on the all-time receiving chart. Um, yeah, in what's probably his last year, which is, you know, when they say that two year. years ago, <laughs> they, they, they do. But you, you've got to think that this team is now no longer going to be in contention for the next few years. They're not going to a Super Bowl. He's got no reason to hang around after this year. I'm yeah. surprised he was there this year. Yeah, I think this year will be his last year. I can uh, I can see that, but uh, I I, could, I thought that I thought that last year. So. Uh, but yeah, for the 49ers, uh, yeah, the, the game against the Giants this week, and then bye, and then Seahawks. Quick verbal show uh, of hands. Who thinks the 49ers beat the Giants? Anyone? John. One Giants fan. Paul, do you want to? I'm a Giants fan. The Giants are going to win. Gary? No, the Niners lose that game. The Giants win that game. But it'll be interesting to see if... Uh, Jimmy G comes in after the bye week. After bye week, I'm going to say that John has got this one, and the 49ers win, and they they will get their only win of the season, beating the Giants, because I think the Giants have given up, and I don't think the Niners players have given up. Then this podcast next week is going to be amazing. That'll be a first. Yeah. Um, well, I think if you look at the game I mean, after the Giants, they've got the they've got the Seahawks, and if they've got an issue with run defense, you don't have to worry about that with the Seahawks. Well, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there's a couple of winnable games. Then they have um, they've got the Bears. Who, you never know which Bears is going to turn up, but they could the be. shit Bears. Uh, and then they've got the Texans, who are, you know, if they've still got Tom Savage, you know, uh, you, you worry for them. So yeah, it might not be all completely over the season for Forty uh, ers but we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> as a Giants fan. Next week will be amazing, and uh, I can do my do my happy dance. But uh, I can't see it happening. <laughs> uh, big bad John, if we could uh, get any feedback on the happy dance, that would be great. So, I'd like you to film it, please. I don't want that to be filmed. That, that I don't want that ever to see the light of day. You're doing that that Christmas. I dropped you off home drunk. I thought you were about yeah, to get up and start doing it then, John. For nah, just, uh, my ass has gone numb. Um, <laughs> so let's move on. the boys. Let's move on. Uh, to what may challenge the Ravens as one of the most inconsistent teams Ravens at the Seahawks the Seahawks didn't win Redskins Redskins what did I say Ravens sorry Redskins 17 Seahawks 14 Uh, Seahawks conspired to lose after beating a superb Texans team last week and scoring a million points. Uh, million points. They were Do you know when, what? This was bad game management, I thought. By Pete Carroll? Yes. 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 Because they left too much time on the clock and they didn't need to. They could have they could have run a couple more run plays before they went for the big shot. Now I agree with you, but looking at Cousins stat line, twenty one of thirty one, two hundred and forty seven, no touchdowns passing, no interceptions. I think you take the score when you can as the Seahawks and rely on your excellent defence to stop Cousins driving the team down the field with two minutes to go, whatever it was. I don't think... It wasn't like it was a shootout where neither defence was playing well. So I can fully understand why they just thought, take the score and we'll hold them. And they should have held them and it was the worst drive that Seattle have given up all season. So I don't know if it was bad clock management or just a, a bad day to choose to do that. I think you've also got to talk about Blair Walsh. Yeah, it's <laughs> poor Blair Walsh. Yeah, you want nothing but the best for a guy who 
who is one of the best kickers in the league and then once the season just falls apart. And man, did he fall apart. Three missed field goals in the first half was the most since Mike Nugent did it in 2014. So, it, I mean, he basically cost the Seahawks a game. Did the uh, Seahawks not try and run back in... Uh, not the Seahawks, the, the Redskins try and run back in the two-point attempt yeah. as well. Um, yeah. They started throwing the ball all over the place, trying to get it back in for the two-point conversion the other way, didn't they? It yes, was superb, they did, yeah. yeah. And they, they got very close. I think they got to about the 30-yard line. And, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was... Uh, I love those sort of scramble plays. It's, it's great fun. Yeah, Almost really as much good. as you love a safety when Cousins oh, were brought down by uh, yes, Wagner yeah. in the first quarter. We all love a safety. Yeah, He just kind of appeared out of nowhere, didn't he? Just absolutely <laughs> mullered him. He had a great game, though, didn't he? He was everywhere. But did you see uh, the high snap to Cousins where he caught the ball as it dropped down out of the air and immediately turned around and passed it into the not particularly wanting arms of Rob Kelly and then just watched him get crushed as the entire Seahawks defensive line descended on him. He was like, no, no, not me, I'm the quarterback. And just watched Rob Kelly get crushed. It was brilliant. <laughs> I think uh, Kelly scored twice on one-yard runs, by the way. He had two scores for two yards. So go him. It was, that's, that's earning your money. That's earning yeah. your fantasy points very easily. Though. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, he, I think he's still available on the waivers in our league. So I had him and then I dropped him. He's one of those players, you're only going to bring him in for a, to cover a bye week and hopefully that it happens because he, he's, he's he inconsistent. Does score, he does score in bunches, but there's no doubt about it. Thompson is the number one running back on this team and he only had uh, four rushes for, for 20 yards. It, it, it was a defensive game and the Redskins held their own. They did yeah, well. That's, that was the biggest surprise for me in that game, actually, was that the Redskins' defence matched up so well yeah. against the Seahawks. I was not expecting that at all. No. I was expecting the Seahawks to win that game pretty dully, but pretty convincingly. Yeah, me too. You say, Maz. Uh, yeah, especially after last week, so I feel, I feel let down by Pete Cowell. Uh, so, um, next game, uh, Chiefs' uh, sort of struggles continue as they Lost lose. Lost three or four. Still going to win the Super Bowl, Paul? Yep. Nope. Uh, they lost 28-17 uh, at the Cowboys. Cowboys looking better each week. Yeah. I don't think there's any there's any shame in losing to this Cowboys team. No, absolutely not. What there was a little bit of shame in was that Alex Smith recorded 287 passes, uh, completed passes, before throwing his first interception of the season, yeah. which beat the previous record by one. It was Bernie Kosar for the Cleveland Browns in 1991. So, uh, but he didn't, he didn't get quite there with the... Um the, m- the t- amount of touchdowns thrown, did he? No, yeah. he was he too got, short. Yeah, I think he got to 16 he, or he 17. Got 18, 18 and Peyton got 20. 20 without Nick yeah. Foles got to 19 yeah. Yeah. as well. So, but yeah, but Nick Foles got seven well. in one game. <laughs> hey, they all count. <laughs> they, all, yeah. they all count. Let's not diss Nick Foles. Did you not see him? He came in this week in relief of Wentz in the Eagles game and fumbled the ball on his <laughs> yeah, first attempt. Yeah. <laughs> well done. I think we'll bring Carson back. But, Thank yeah, you. Well, they just put him in, didn't they? Just because, well, Carson, take a break. You're done. Yeah, basically. Poor Nick Foles. Whatever happened to his career, eh? just fell apart. Um, Smith did fine, 25-34, 263 yards, two touchdowns, and a rare interception. But if you take the interception off, that's an absolutely Alex average Smith. Alex Smith line. Yeah, Prescott, 21-33, of 249 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's fine. Elliott didn't crack 100 yards this week, but he did score. So that was it, was, it was a really interesting game, I thought, this one, actually. And... Um it was interesting how the two coaches managed to try and suss each other out because it really did change in the second half, especially around the run game, because the run game for both teams in the first half was was non-existent. Yeah, it wasn't um, good. 
And it was interesting to watch how the offensive lines and the angles each, each team were hitting at to try and release space and how that changed in the second half. So mm-hmm. it, it was quite an interesting game to watch and seeing how two, two good teams, not two great teams, um, really adapted to each other and those two very well-respected running backs because both of them went in with what they believed to be the best running back in the league um, and they tried to use that as their yeah, main offensive weapon. Yeah, and, yeah. and the Cowboys clearly were able to adapt better when that wasn't their primary outlet. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, the Chiefs showed that they're still a good defensive team. They absolutely marked Bryant out of the game, but they couldn't cover him and Terence Williams on the other side, who had his first 100-yard game since week 17 of 2015, when he put up 173 against the Redskins. It was, it was the, the first, first Cowboys 100-yard game uh, receiving this season. And he yes, did it, it in the first half. And, it, and he was very good. Yeah. But it, I think it showed that the Chiefs, without Eric Berry, struggle when there's more than one good opposing receiver. Berry co- covers so much ground and swallows up so much space for the quarterback so they, their field is narrowed without him they, they are struggling to cover more than one good receiving option yeah Dak though again he's starting to average very similar numbers though around 250 a game yardage wise and normally between two to three touchdowns as well so a couple of weeks ago we had different opinions on whether Dak was as good as you thought he was the first year and you yeah. didn't think he was and I said I think he is mm-hmm. and I thought again it was one of those games where when he needed to yeah, um, he he was the one who delivered and it's quite interesting when you get quarterbacks whether they make it all about them or whether they do what's right and if you've got a great running back you don't need to be the superstar, you don't need to to be Cam Newton who just wants all the headlines all the time because he's a dick so <laughs> <laughs> you know, it always comes back to Cam. Actually, it does. Yeah, I had to put it in there. Somewhere. Well, now we can't go back to Brian Hoyer anymore. Exactly, I mean, the hate has to go somewhere. So, but for me, you know, Dak Prescott shows what a good young quarterback should do, and that is somebody who understands the balance of their team, understand when he needs to do something different, but understands that there are other strengths and uses them properly. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, a couple of asides. This was the sixth successive game where Hunt failed to score which after the start he had, you probably wouldn't have predicted. Um, and the Cowboys were 4 of 4 on red zone efficiency, meaning they scored on all four trips to the red zone, and 7 of 12 trying to convert third downs, whereas the Chiefs went 1 of 2 on red zone efficiency and only 4 of 11 on third down. So the Cowboys' defence, which has been maligned in the past, really stepped up on those third downs. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, uh, for, for, the, for the Chiefs... Um, they have the most 50-yard-plus touchdowns this season of any team. Um, who do you think... How many do you, do you think they have? One. They have the most in the league this most season. Oh, sorry, uh, three. Four. Got four. Nine. Nine? Nine. Nine? Tyreek Hill has nine since 2016 alone of 50-yard wow. touchdowns. The, and um, the one in this game was, was super amazing. It really was good. Um, he is crazy good. I mean, we'll be coming back to it later because it was my play of the week. I just, I, watching it, you just like, I, for some reason, I was watching it and I just had to stand up and just, I don't know what, I, I just had to stand up and go, huh? Because it was just made no sense. It was brilliant. Um, it was really good. And the Kelsey, the Kelsey uh, celebration, pretending to be in the 
potato sacks. Yeah, it's nice to see nice to see some uh, good uh, celebrations coming in. But yeah, we'll we'll move on uh, because next one it's Raiders at the Dolphins. Raiders twenty seven, Dolphins twenty four. Uh, Congratulations, Dolphins! You wasted the best performance of Jay Cutler's season. Yeah. Thirty four of forty two, three hundred eleven yards, three touchdowns, <laughs> and you lost. Yeah. Uh, just this was not what the Dolphins needed. This is exactly what the Raiders needed. They had to win. Yeah, this was win or playoffs over. Car twenty-one of thirty, three hundred yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception. I thought Car is playing okay. This was third consecutive three hundred yard game. He's definitely recovered from his injury. Yep. But the receiving game doesn't. I mean, Crabtree basically disappears when they're away. He only scores at home. And Cooper hasn't um, come back into the fold like we thought he had when he had his big game two weeks he's, ago. He's not carried that on. No, not at Jared all. Jared Cook was the leading receiver with eight receptions for 126 yards. Uh, Lynch absolutely stepped up for properly for the first time this season. Two touchdowns on 14 carries. And without him, they would have been soundly beaten this week. Um just as a note on mediocrity, uh, the Raiders set a league record this weekend. Does anybody know what it was? No, is it nine games without an inception? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's poor. Yeah. That's very poor. First indeed. team in NFL history, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well done then. So, um, I mean, against Cutler as well, you'd expect a pick. But, but no, this was Cutler's best game since he became a Dolphin, and they still didn't win. Uh, Kenyon Drake, nine rushes for 69 yards, filling JJ's shoes. He's a good backup running back. He is not JJ. London's no. JJ. London's JJ. Um, uh, I'm. I'm not sure what they're going to do there. I Williams is the third, or the, now the second yeah. running back, and he's crap. I think he he's he took a lot of the uh, first down uh, first downs. Williams and then yeah. Drake. But I picked up Drake in in my fantasy team just because. I'm desperate uh, for, for running backs uh, in these bye weeks and stuff, and he he did all right for me. So it was it was worth the worth the gamble. Uh, I think the big question that comes out of this game is is a Raiders defense that allows 24 points by the Dolphins good enough to take them deep into the playoffs? And no, yeah, the, answer. The, the answer is probably no. And I think they've got enough people in or, in the offensive positions that. If people have off games, that they will always score probably twenty odd points. Yeah, which is enough to win a lot of games if you've got a great defense. But you look across the league, and by no means is there as a great defense, no. and that's that's got to be the big concern. Yeah, they're, right? they're a worse team than last year. What happened to Kellel Mack? Uh, I, I don't know. Is he, is he still there? Or is he just there not playing very well? I think he's just there not playing very well. Because wasn't he a, wasn't he defensive rookie of the year last year? Alright, pass. pass. I don't pass. recall. I didn't. We'll have I, wish, to just I wish you'd prime me. I wish you'd prime me in advance. I didn't know, but I will look it up while you continue. To talk. I just think it's if you look at the Raiders' defense. I mean, the the best player they had was Navarro Bowman. Of course, of course, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> just just to make me feel even better. Well, whilst Griff looks that up, uh, I will add uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, most catches uh, for anyone in their first four seasons in the uh, NFL. Well, since being um, actually announced as not being a threat, he's definitely posed more of a threat. He has. I'm glad I'm still playing him in fantasy. Well, they're saying that. Saying that, it was there were you know very open rumours that they were willing to trade him away. So 
Uh, what, I don't know what's going on. They were trying to clear out anybody that Gates doesn't get along with. Basically. I know, because um, Beckham... Khalil Mack was NFL Defensive Player of the Year last year. He was a rookie in 2014. But he was Defensive Player of the Year last year. Uh, this season, 266 total tackles. Oh, no, sorry. A career, 266 total tackles. 34 and a half sacks and eight forced fumbles. He's been brilliant, but basically this year, the whole team is on a bit of a down. Uh, they, they just haven't got it going on that side of the ball and with Cooper now not playing up to speed they look a poorer team than last year they do this, this really is disappointing not, this is not a playoff bound team yeah they don't look special anymore do they and at no. times last year they really did but at the moment they don't they might do in a I still think there's time but um, I think we need to wait and see on the Raiders I, I think there's more to come out of that team you'd hope so so um, I, I wouldn't write up the playoffs off for them yet. Well, looking at the the well, fixture sheet, and then week eleven, the Raiders are playing the Raiders according to this fixture sheet. I've got good. <laughs> I uh, I'll change that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the teams generated one sack each for a combined minus seven yards. That's all they could pull up on really? defense between the two of them. That is not good. That is giving quarterbacks too much time to stand up, step up in the pocket. That is. That is two teams who are not doing enough on, on probably either side of the ball, but certainly on defence. You'd expect more from a team, one with Khalil Mack and the other with Indomitian Sue. Yeah. They sh- both should be doing better. So, um, great for the Raiders in terms of keeping their season alive. Poor for the Dolphins because Cutler probably won't have as good a performance again all season. No. Um, and also for, for Miami, uh, good to see uh, Devontae Parker back because that really helps them because... He's, he's, uh, you he's, love him, didn't you? I, I think he's, he's great. He's a great player. Yeah, he's, he's great. A really if he, good if he could be fit, then you know he, he'd be great. But you mean physically fit, not sexy? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, if he was, if he could also be more attractive, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> you saying he's um, ugly? I think he doesn't was, listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was good as well for the Dolphins because it was the first real game where Julius Thomas has turned up from memory. First in a while, that is, yeah, I, I actually Six remember. Yards in yeah. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. they, they signed Thomas at the end of his career. You're not going to get no. a lot out of him, are week, you? Week 11. He's not, he's not the same Thomas they saw that was at the Broncos. No, no. he isn't. Uh, but I do feel he's underutilised. So maybe they should turn to him more. But they've been play, playing, is it Fasano? The other tight end's been playing as well. Yeah. He, he occasionally has a good games, but they're not getting enough out of either of those players because they're both talented guys. Yeah, week 11, they play New England Patriots. Julius Thomas is only 29. Yeah, but Titans do get bashed up quite a lot, don't they? So Yours does, apparently. <laughs> always one. <laughs> that might be the best one. part of the today. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on. Uh, Lions at the Packers. Lions 30, Packers 17. Oh, is, this, is this last night's game? Last night's well, game. Well, I desperately needed Matt Stafford to score 12 points to allow me to win only my second fantasy game of the season. Against the same person. <laughs> against, against, hello, Duncan. Uh, yeah, uh, and he did. He, uh, 26 he, of 33, 361 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. Thank you, Matt Stafford. This is a man that Duncan said was not a good enough quarterback to win anything, let alone fantasy games. Thank you, Matt Stafford. He's uh, superb. This, uh, it was probably his best performance of the year. Yeah. And he completed like 80% of his passes against the Blitz as well, which is incredible. He did really, really well. And also a, a brilliant game for Marvin Jones. 107 yards and two touchdown catches. I got him out of the free agency in our fantasy league. And I, he's been 
phenomenal in the last two games. I think you find it was me that let him go. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I picked him in the draft. I, I was convinced he was going to have a breakout. He was really quiet at the start of the season. They were throwing it to everyone else except him. Um, but I'm glad that he's finally fulfilling his promise. He's a good player. Yeah, he was brilliant for the first four or five games last yeah, year. Yeah, then he, he just caught a touchdown in each game and then just didn't do anything. It's feast or famine with Jones. You're going to get you're going to get fifteen, twenty points, or you're going to get four at most. It's just, it's, it just depends on how Matt Stafford tries to win the game in the fourth quarter. Normally, <laughs> yeah, but they didn't <laughs> have to. they didn't have to. This time it's the first time probably. You know, all season where he hasn't just been setting himself targets of how no. many points he wants to try and claw back. He, in the he, he had a very quarter. easy game against the Giants a few weeks ago. Well, yeah. you think about next week he's not going to be coming back. Isn't there's no, not going to be a fourth quarter comeback next week because they're at the Browns. Say they've got the Browns. Ouch! That's yeah. I mean, this is the uh, the, the third time in four weeks that the, the Packers' defense has surrendered 400 yards, and when you're doing that and being forced to play Brett Hundley at quarterback, this is a team only going backwards. Um, and it also does look like my prediction of only two wins or less with Brett Hundley is, is going to be true. Uh, yes, he ran in for a touchdown, but 26 of 38, 245 sounds okay. But when you see it, if you get a chance to see it back, it's all short, yeah, dink and dunk, not stretching the field. They, they have This is a team built on explosive offense, and they've just taken the bang out. Yeah, Jordy Nelson last week only got, I think, 13 yards receiving, which was his worst return for, I think, four years or something and then this week he only came in with I think, about 40 yards um, or 30 odd yards so that was well, poor none of the receivers got much really five for 58 from Cobb was the best they managed Hunley will continue to get better as he gets more reps I don't doubt but it's not what the team is built for he's a different sort of quarterback he looks like he wants to run he looks like Brissett like Brissett his first thought you can see is always, can I run for the first down? And Hundley seems to be doing the same thing, and it's not what the rest of the team is built around. So that's going to take some serious man management from McCarthy if he thinks he's still going to have a chance to get into the playoffs. I think the thing is that the run game isn't good enough against opposition defences that understand that they're going to run the ball a lot. Aaron Jones, 12 yards on five carry. He's been the lead running back for the last few weeks yeah. and he, he did nothing. Yeah, and Ty Montgomery led the backfield. T.Y. Montgomery. And I dropped him <laughs> this week. So, obviously, he was one of my earliest draft picks in the fantasy team because with Aaron Rodgers, that's you know, a really good link-up. And I, I was left with both Ty Montgomery and um, Jordy Nelson and one of them had to go because, you know, Jordy Nelson, I'm hoping, will start to get used more in the offence but they seem to be using him as a diversive tactic at the moment to try and free up some sort of pass game How we, uh, I've, I, haven't, I didn't watch the game uh, I've only seen brief highlights on, on the net but um, uh, like how was Hunt you said it was very short throws Yeah like, it was safe so, so last week when we all sat and watched Kaiser and he didn't throw any interceptions for the first time of the season but it was all five yard passing or screen passing easy stuff that when yeah, it, it was that, basically. But you can see that his first thought is, I should run. If I run, I might make it. I might make it. And he, wants, I'm, to run, he wants to get going. Because in his first game, I think it was said, oh, he couldn't see the receivers. And you're like... That was me, John. I just... I was. Ga- just, Gary said that. He was basically just mocking him. Jess, oh, was it? Because, because Nelson was <laughs> wide open like three times and he didn't bother pulling yeah. the trigger. But I think it was even said like he, he was... Uh, no, no, it was just me. Because it was just <laughs> the fact he didn't he didn't pass the ball more than 10 yards. So oh, um, so I just made the, I made the point that he couldn't see further than that. So I was, it, was, it was a joke, John. Completing 26 of 38 is, is a fine line, but there was nothing... 
There was nothing um, that he looked like he could do to win the game. Um, also, for the Packers, uh, more bad news. You're already down your number one quarterback. You don't have a number one running back. And now Brian Beluga, the offensive lineman, who's basically there to protect your quarterback, is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. This is, this is bad times to be a Packers fan. Um, and further concerns me that Aaron Rodgers and or Mike McCarthy don't look like they're ever going to win another Super Bowl. They're another, this is another year ticking by where they don't win it. And unless they draft very well, the team won't be any better next year. Nope. No, I can't see it. Uh, four and four, both these teams, four and four. So the Lions have pulled level with the Packers already. Yeah. And, and this, the Lions team looks like it can always move forward. I know it doesn't have any consistency, but it looks like it can move forward at any point, and the Packers team is only going backwards. Yeah, no, they, uh, I, I think it's getting to a point where they might be right in the season off in a couple of weeks. Um, but that was all the games done and dusted. Uh, any significant results amongst all the games so far? The Steelers didn't play this week, did they? I, I don't know what to do. Fuck! <laughs> 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 ah, um, yeah, I think um, for, the blow, for the fact it was two blowouts, the Eagles and the Rams both putting up 51 points, I think that's both of those teams stamping the fact that the second half of the season they're looking to dominate and really put themselves in contention for the Super Bowl. So whilst it doesn't... Whilst it's not unexpected for them to win, I'd say it's significant that they are heads down, shoulder out, on the charge. There, there is no let up from either of these teams. For me, it's the Jets because I thought the Bills were in great form. This is a team that's looking on confidence, and I never saw the Jets winning that game. So, and to win in what I thought was pretty convincing fashion, it was that was a real. I thought that was significant. Uh, for me, it was uh, it was the Mike's. Tetons, um, because it puts them back at the top of the division, and that makes that a really, really competitive now. But mainly between Jaguars and the Tetons, and I think that could be a really interesting division to watch. And I think, I think for the benefit of the playoffs, I think it would be better if the Jaguars won that because I think they're a more playoff-ready team. But I wouldn't be surprised. I'd have to have a look at their run-ins, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Tetons. If Mariota is protected well enough, um, if they if they actually win that division, so I think it will be close now. But I think you could get two very good teams in different ways vying for that position. So important result, I think, for the Tetons. With, with reference to that, in terms of the playoffs, the Tennessee Titans are currently the fourth seed in the AFC, and the Jags would be the fifth seed, the first wild card, uh, basically on tiebreaker uh, for the head-to-head wins. So. And every year, the the Titans and the Jags play towards the end of the season, and whoever needs to win the most fails miserably at the last. That is basically how it works with the two. Yeah. But you look at the Titans' next three games, I think the Titans have got two wins. Go ahead. So they've got the Bengals next week. They should win that game. <laughs> they should win that. It's a tougher game than, it's, than it might appear, but only because the Titans haven't been consistent. But yeah, okay, we'll give them that. The week after, they're going to get dicked by the Steelers. Mm, the Steelers play down to not good opposition, though. So I think the Steelers win that game. They should win that game. And then they've got the Colts. That would be a close game, game I yeah, think. Yeah, divisional game. That would be close. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win that. Is it, uh, yeah, Titans, Jaggers, uh, week 17. 
Wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Every every year they play, and uh, didn't the Titans need to win that last year, and they lost yeah. in the last game of the season? Yeah. And I think the year before it was the same. Like, I don't know if they get in the playoffs the year before, but they should have won it easily, and they got done. So, yeah, like I say, so that for me, that's the most important. Result. That could be the play in, play out game for the playoffs, yeah. but for one of those teams, yeah. like maybe they both get in, or if one of them gets beaten badly enough, they don't sneak a wild yeah, card. I just think that that makes that division really competitive and I think there was a risk that if they hadn't won last week and they didn't beat the Bengals or the Steelers the Jaguars could have been two or three games clear and it would be then the division over whereas now that division is up for grabs and that changes things a lot so that's why I had that game yeah, Fair enough uh, I, I had I, I, I was really just I bought Mariota in to replace uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, he, he's He's still not fantasy wise. He's still not not great, but sort of the best of what you, is probably available on the waiver wire if you are struggling after Watson going. Um, for me, oh, it's, it's, I'm still bummed out that the Panthers are still winning because they are the. He kept that sentence going so well, and nobody got a chance to dive in. <laughs> yeah, um, they are just so poor. And, uh, Thanks for uh, acknowledging the fact that I said dive in. Did you like the hand signals? <laughs> I very much did. I see yeah. that's how you communicate when you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So the Panthers winning again, despite the fact that they're not very good. Um, they seem to be just, tur- you know, keep chun- turning, just keep going on and uh, winning. And it really bums me out that they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, sorry, I said it again. Um, Is it since we put in a break, his energy just sat up in the <laughs> second half. <laughs> he's slowly collapsing. There's all this bumming out he's doing. If we make him talk for too long, he just he tries to use every word he's ever used in his life <laughs> in as short a period as possible. So I think we should just you know make John do little monologues from time to time just for comedy value. Well, it's uh, with the Cleveland Browns on a bye this week. There is no Cleveland Browns. Congratulations, Brown. You didn't lose this week. Yeah. Aww. Although you'll always be losers to us. Absolutely. So, what, I'm, I've, what I've got is uh, now every team's played at least eight games. I asked the guys here um, to predict for what's going to happen later in the season. So, I asked for Super Bowl winners. Who do you think, on current form, is uh, after week nine, after... You know they all played at least eight. Who you do see as winning the Super Bowl? So, Griff. Right now, I take the best team in the league. I take the Eagles. Paul, fourth and inches. Even the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. See, I know you're saying it because you you get a rise out of it, but I genuinely. That's how you get a rise on. Yeah, I have, I'm into some weird shit. <laughs> but I, no, I genuinely think this is a team that's got quality in every position. You've got Smith under a bit of pressure because you've got Mahomes coming through. I think this is a team that can still do things. My, I, I haven't got off the bandwagon yet. Uh, Gilo? It's the Saints for me. I backed them a couple of weeks ago and uh, I've not seen anything to uh, change my mind. And I said the Saints as well. Um, MVP? Uh, go out, so... Uh, uh, Drew Brees for me If the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl Then Drew Brees has got to be the MVP Alex Smith Carson Wentz If the Eagles win it then it will be Wentz 
I've got Carson Wentz uh, because I think they'll be uh, he'll be uh, uh, I think Philadelphia Eagles will not go will not go through in the playoffs but I think into the regular season I think Carson Wentz will be well ahead of everyone else uh, so rookie I just put rookie of the year you can be offensive defensive it's up to yourselves I can be offensive yeah. no you can't no you can't uh, damn it not with, not with uh, Big John listening but um uh, bad job. You have you have thrown out a C word already this evening. Um, yes, I have. So uh, rookie rookie of the year, uh, Paul, uh, fourth inches. You go first. I'm going to stay away from offense, and I'm going to go for Marshall Lattimore. Okay, uh, Gilo. Uh, for me, it's got to be someone might be slightly biased because he's in my fantasy team but anyone who scores I think six touchdowns in the first six games has got to be in there and I think he's the best of this year's running backs Kareem so, Hunt um, <laughs> for me it's Fournette definitely Fournette it, obviously it depends how he ends the season but right now I think he, he Watson's out so you have to look at the running backs and I think Kareem Hunt seems to be tailing off so for me it's Fournette Griff well, you told me I couldn't take Watson, so that's who I would have taken, regardless of his injury, uh, but I will take Fournette as well. Fair enough. Uh, Steve, Steve Chase, he came up with uh, Fournette, and he, but he also picked the Patriots to win, which would be hilarious if so. Um, but he didn't give me an MVP, so I've picked Kenny Britt. He's picked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kenny Britt. His, um, name, his name rhymes with how well he's playing this season. Honestly, he got paid like 16 With grit. <laughs> a total hit. <laughs> um, so, most disappointing team. Who's, who's been your... Who's been... The remote, I guess... Yeah. Bucks. The Giants. Without doubt, the Giants. Because the Bucks weren't Super Bowl contenders. The Giants were supposed to be. They were supposed to be. Really? Nah. They, but go, go back and read everything that was written pre-season and it said this defence is good enough to win the Super Bowl as long as Eli Manning doesn't turn the ball over too much and they have shat the bed they have been fucking appalling so the Giants the Oakland Raiders oh yeah because everybody said they were I think two people here picked them for Super Bowl winner or one of you did uh, I think very early on I picked them and then I might have swapped over to the Packers but yeah yeah Packers. But I, th- I think, yeah, I, th- I, I had them down as a contender. For, but for I, the idea. yeah, I had, oh, yeah. I had them, I had them going far. But uh, yeah, and uh, I had them down as uh, my disappointing team, uh, just because I expected them to go much further. Uh, but You're more disappointed. The, in the thing the is, Raiders though, than I, you are in the Giants. Rose tinted glasses. I can uh, never be disappointed when the Raiders are crap because it's just <laughs> fun listening to Chase <laughs> going, "Oh, I fucking love Amari Cooper." <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, Steve picked Cleveland Browns as his most... How is that the most disappointing? We all I, knew they'd be shit. I think it's because he assumed they'd be... Uh, mu- they'd be... They'd show progress. And I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> what? They'd never show progress. And uh, they've just been... I think, to be fair, they have been worse than last year. Yeah, and, and maybe, they, but... You, you polish a turd, it's still a turd. Yeah, well... So you polish a turd, it's all over your hand. <laughs> that's the management. I think I think the hope was that maybe this year they'd still they'd maybe uh, maybe at least be a glittered turd, but they're still just a turd. Um, so it's the, not being disappointed in Donald Trump. So uh, the next one, the Eric Ebron Award for most disappointing player. You can't pick Eric Ebron because uh, Jameis Winston. 
Um, oh yeah, Amari Cooper. Um, Cam, I don't like you. Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> See, na- uh, he's, he's, he hasn't been disappointing. You he's just been, been a dick, but he's not been disappointing. Come on, be fair. I'm disappointed with his conduct. So. Because that would have its own award. There would be the Cam Newton Award for the biggest dickhead. Yeah, but that's not in there. So I to, <laughs> I'll put it in there you somewhere. I'll add. I'll add biggest dickhead of the year because, <laughs> quite frankly, this he uh, can't be disappointed. His team is six and three. So you go biggest dickhead, and I'll add Cam Newton to everybody's. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking him for biggest dickhead just on his dress sense. So yeah, if you, not, so yeah, most disappointing player, not because he's a dick and um, whatever. It'd probably have to be Amari Cooper. Well, he's pretty much across the board because I've also picked Amari Cooper. Uh, me then. Fair enough. But I can understand Jameis because he's been really disappointing. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's have a let's have a nice walk. Let's who so far who's been the what's been a pleasant surprise? Who's been unexpectedly uh, better than you maybe imagined they'd be? The Jets. Nice. This is a team that we said was kind of dog shit. self-destructive. You described them as dog shit. The dog shit Jets. Yes, yeah. the dog shit Jets. Um, Steve didn't give me a team for this, so I'm going sh- to give him Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the Bills just for them being in playoff contention for the first time since 1999. And I will take um, the team I can only refer to, and not even the whole team, just half of the team. Just Saxonville, just the defense, just the actual defense, because it's been so good. So I only want Saxonville in there. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, I pick the Rams because they've been uh, great. Uh, we've all gone. <laughs> we've all gone for Cam Newton as biggest dickhead. <laughs> Had to be. Yeah, it's the Cam Newton Award. The Cam Newton Award. I have. I, I have drawn up an, uh, uh, the Eric Ebron Award uh, participation certificate. I'm going to send to the guy on Twitter. <laughs> I, I think Mike Evans is coming in close behind. And that's the reason why he's getting close for Biggest Dickhead, for what he did to Marshall Lattimore. No. That was great. Yeah, you, need, you Pharaohs need to man He didn't up. even get done for unnecessary roughness. <laughs> no, tell you what, Big John would love all this violence. Yeah, he would love it, yeah. He'd probably be inflicting it on you at home. So, next, next one, uh, Coach of the Year, so far. Coach of the eight, the Is half Is it year. a unanimous vote for Sean McVeigh? Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. what Steve's going for because he didn't give you one, did he? <laughs> he didn't give you one, so he's got Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I think I think it has to be so far. Yeah. I've gone with Sean McVay. Yeah, you'd be mad not to. Uh, maybe the only one you could pick is uh, uh, the guy from the Jets, who's Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, or maybe Doug Peterson for getting Wentz up to that level. Yeah, but yeah, for me, Sean McVay, and uh, the who who this uh, I've called this the Cleveland Browns Award. Who is going to get the first pick? The Browns. Browns. The Browns. The Browns. Strangely, Steve Chase has gone for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, <laughs> so, uh, can I make a, a late inclusion into the Biggest Dick Award? Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> because that's not what the award's called. Oh, right. Um, the Miami GM for the JHIE trade. I think that was Adam Gase. To be fair, basically he said, "I want him out." I don't think it was the GM. I think it was. I think it was Adam Gase from what I've read that they just didn't want him there. He didn't yeah. want London's own JJ. Apparently not. No. Um, yeah, he, he quite open to getting rid of Landry. So Adele Beckham was tweeting 
you know, uh, yeah. get, get, get him here, get him to New York. And, Absolutely. And we're so competent that we didn't do that. Uh, but, so yeah, we'll see what ha- Well, I'll keep hold of these, a couple, couple of these for... Uh, see how we do at the end of the season uh, but yeah a couple of things before we end tonight then it's now been a full year since there was a tie in the NFL October the 30th last year was the last one between the Redskins and the Bengals in London and Josh Gordon reporting today to the Browns in a hope to be back yep. possibly by week 12 yep after his drug suspension my do they need him mm. bearing in mind the last time he played was what 2013 yeah I think it was three years ago wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Oh, 2014 and he led he led the league in receiving yards despite only playing half the game so Go, go him. I, I really hope he comes back. He, he is basically the next best thing to Julio Jones in terms of a receiver. And he will play well wherever he plays. I am convinced. I just hope he's got over his problems. Well, he can go out, to go out on a high for the season, can't he? If he goes out on a high every game, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> then, Hopefully, Johnny Manziel will be back soon yeah. as well. Oh, and then, obviously, awesome. we are also... Um, over halfway through the season now, so over half of the games have now been played, yes, including have. all the games of the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So, yeah, over halfway through the season, guys. Yeah, God, uh, we're still alive. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get good at this one day. Um, Steady on. Well, we'll get less crap. Uh, but Maybe. so, uh, going back to the week. Uh, any particular plays you enjoyed this week? Yes, the Mike Evans flying elbow <laughs> on Michael Orn Latimer was my favourite thing this week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the Tyreek Hill play. That was just phenomenal. Yeah, that yeah. play. That's, yeah. That's yeah, same as. Superb. So, uh, unless anyone has uh, any other business, uh, we'll, uh, we'll move on. We'll go on. So just uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with our review of week 10, um, going over all the relevant news and uh, uh, fantasy implications because, Griff, it's me versus you in Do you fantasy. Do uh, quickly run through the uh, six playoff leaders in each Ooh, division? Yeah, so yeah. I did, I did get that down Go first. on, yeah, go for so that. AFC, Steelers first seed, Patriots number two seed. Who the fuck would have seen that coming after the first three weeks? Uh, Chiefs number three, Tetons, my Tetons at four. Saxonville 5 and the Bills hooray 6 uh, and then just outside that's the Dolphins and the Ravens 7 and 8 and the Raiders are all the way back at 9 um, eliminated sadly now uh, you've got to say that the Cleveland Browns they are not going to make the playoffs uh, and in the whoa in- <laughs> Somebody should tell Steve because he's made I some mean, bold picks. I, 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 say, I say eliminated. Technically, if they won their eight remaining games and everyone else lost, they would actually be the first seed. But it won't happen. Uh, in the NFC, Eagles first, Saints now second, but uh, two games back from the Eagles. Vikings third, despite the quarterback merry-go-round. And by the way, Bridgewater being activated off injured reserve and Bradford probably being replaced on there. And that will be it for Bradford. I think he will be gone from the Vikings. Uh, Rams, despite playing as well as they are, are only the fourth seed at the moment. Uh, And then five and six, Panthers and the Cowboys. Seahawks are just outside that uh, at number seven. And the Falcons, last year's Super Bowl losers, only at number eight. Um, It's... that's, That's poor, but... You know, hopefully they'll manage to get it clicking on offense again eventually. But you say hopefully, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very nonplussed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, I think they expected more this year. Hopefully, got a Falcons fan turning up next week. 
Mm. We'll see. Is this auto pick? It is. Yeah. I assume he's going to pre-record his interview. <laughs> post it in. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just send one of those speaking spells. <laughs> Stolen my joke from before we started the podcast. I can't remember what you said. That is exactly what I said he was going to do. I wanted to. Hello, Andy. I wanted to say, well, send in a Stephen Hawking's voice. But uh, don't make fun of Stephen Hawking. He's a national treasure, John. You should be ashamed. I can't believe you just said the most disgraceful thing on this podcast after I said cunt earlier. <laughs> I win again. Uh, win, ladies and gentlemen. It's a competition. No one wants to enter. Yeah, that's good win. night from Gilo. But um, yeah, well, you know, uh, as I say, uh, thanks for listening. Um, actually, um, for anyone listening around uh, Bedford, Myrtle Keynes, we're going to, some a couple of us may potentially are going to go to the Ooze Valley Eagles trials this weekend uh, to try out, to have a go. So I had a case of Ooze Valley once to get cream <laughs> for that as well. So yeah, no. We'd, if you, if we're you know we're going to get involved to see what see what happens. Coming along for that fourth and in inches. I'm a fat out of shape shit. I don't need somebody else to tell me. I, I don't know. We saw the guys handing out leaflets at the weekend. You will fit right in. Mm. Well, let's see. But yeah, no, we'll, we'll be there. So um, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll let you know how we get on. Uh, Pass me. I'll let you know badly. now. Really, really fucking badly. So it's going to be me and Gilo next week, isn't it? When, when John told me he was going, I said to him, oh, I think I could be a, a tag version of uh, Ben, ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback. I would be a fat guy, but no one's allowed to hit me. They can just tag my little flag. I'm all right with that. I didn't respond. <laughs> well done. Especially when he went, oh, you're going to, what are you going to be, defensive end? I think I can be a, quarter, I can think I could be a, a Ben-type quarterback. And you're like, yeah, just leave it, guys. I am auditioning for the role of punter. <laughs> Oh, what? I want to do that. Punter in flag football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, we'll let you know how we get on, because uh, it'd, it'd be nice to have, get a bit more in, in, invested in the game. But, yeah, so, but anyway, uh, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at Belichick's World or on Facebook, Bill Belichick's World Podcast, or visit our website, www.billbelichicksworld.com, where we, we've got... Uh, Articles going up all the time. Um, feel free to leave reviews. Of course, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, please leave a review, subscribe. Five star reviews, of course, help help us get noticed. You don't even have to write anything; just give us a five star review. And, just uh, say uh, you're following good. instructions, and that's fine. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. We've so, told you to leave a five star <laughs> review. Yeah, exactly. Big yeah. John. It's the only way we're going to get noticed. So uh, follow the fucking rules. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening to us up a podcast, so sorry. He's uh, he's on SoundCloud. He's on SoundCloud. Well, he could just leave. He could just post us a review to the doghouse, so we know he's listening. To be fair, he he, he send will, it by fax. <laughs> he'll he'll just phone us up and tell us how rubbish. John probably the doghouse. I think Big John will love it in the doghouse. Yeah, but anyway, um, uh, we'll leave it at this point. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. So it's a good night from me, Jilla. Uh, yep, good night from me, guys. Griff. Good night from me. And fourth and inches. Good night from me. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.